Hey there, welcome to the show. Wow, can you believe it? We are less than a month away from Christmas already, and it falls on a Sunday. So you know what? I'm also running out of runway here for shows. So this week, of course, being you know the end of the month, what do we have? Well, we've got the real estate talk triangle, and I'm going to be joined with my two panel panelists this week, as usual, is going to be Tim Sirianos, broker owner of Remax Ultimate, and I've got Dave Butler. He is the owner of BM Select, so I can't wait to have those gentlemen join me once again here on the show. Uh, Tim is going to be in studio with me and Dave is going to be joining us remotely from a far, far away island. So anyways, it's going to be a great show. Lots of things planned to chat about today and I'm looking so forward to having them here once again. Uh, lots going on here with the uh, Simple Investor. Just thought I'd let uh, everybody know because we get this question asked of us all the time. Just so you know, if you do or you, you're not able to catch the show live here at News Talk 1010, you can always uh, pick it up on Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, SoundCloud. And don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram, the Simple Investor One. So lots of uh, lots of avenues to catch the show if you happen to miss it. And again, as we continue on, you'll be able to catch a, a few of our clips on Instagram. You know, my my producer Omar, he's been working on making sure everybody gets just a little bit of those those highlight reels from the show when I have guests. So again. And, you know, very, very exciting stuff. But um, something I'm going to do, and, and, and I'm very, very excited to make this announcement. And, you know, it's, it's, it's near and dear to me. And it's very, very important that, um, you know, when we talk about first responders, you know, how much they've given up over the years. And, you know, one of the things that I think that, uh, you know, we can do uh, is be able to help them, you know, work on their financial future. And here at The Simple Investor, this is one of the things that I've focused on for many, many years. Well, you know what? I've got a new seminar webinar coming out on Thursday, February the 2nd at 7 p.m. And I'm actually calling it the First Responder Real Estate Investment Webinar Seminar. Um, the big thing about this, though, is just so you know, our first responders are going to be able to buy investment real estate with only 10% down in our newest release that's going to be coming out. And I'm really excited about making this offer because, again, I think it's so important that we take care of the people that are taking care of us. And, you know, one of the things that you know about me as a simple investor, I believe in investment real estate. I believe in creating generational wealth. I believe in security. And this is just one, you know, further step we can do um, as, a, as a team, as a company to just help out those people that are always there for us. So again, make sure you mark your calendar. If you're, if you are a first responder, you know what, this seminar and webinar are meant for you. And that is Thursday, February the 2nd at 7 p.m. You can go to the simpleinvestor.com to register. And uh, again, love to see you here uh, in-house. If you're not able to make it, you can catch us on the webinar. So again, really exciting. And again, investment real estate, only 10% down. We've got a, we're, we're able to assist with some of these purchases and this is where, where, where we're gonna step in and, and help people realize some security for their future. So, um, but you know what, here's the thing. Uh, lots going on in the world of real estate. Um, I do wanna thank uh, so many people for tuning in to, to the show every single week, uh, making us the number one real estate talk show. And 
I do want to give a shout out to a few of my investors who said that they were glad to hear me get my rant back on last week. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, there's just those times that, you know, I kind of get supercharged uh, with some of the, some of the political crap that is coming out. So, you know what, I'm going to give you a short one this week. It's not going to be quite as lengthy as last week's, but here's, here's the thing, you know, the Ford government uh, wanted to introduce, um, you know, the idea that they could play around with, um, the housing bill and and you know again you know bill 23 they're going to sit there and get get going on you know more inventory and everything else and you know here's here's my biggest problem again numbers they just they just seem to lie and and i'm not saying just this government i'm just saying governments in general lie about the numbers you know the truth is is that we're trying to focus on inventory even though we're in a upward pressure of interest rates you know and i'll, I'll talk about interest rates in a second but you know what here's the thing we still need more inventory and you're not doing anything to help the builders so right now we are hearing more builders pulling back on inventory. In other words, they can't finance the builds. So they're saying, fine, we're going to sit on our hands. Every single time a builder says that they're going to stop, you know, the, the progress, this, this can turn around and delay a build for two or three years minimum. So now, you know, that whole idea of inventory ramping up, guess what? We could have a five-year delay on more inventory in, in, a, in a market that is going to be inundated with new immigration, people wanting to get into their first homes. I mean, what the heck is going on here? You know, cannot somebody actually just step up, man up, and actually produce something that's necessary? You know, and this is the thing. So you're going to get hit hard with the reno renovation market. So we got to make sure that our supply chain's working. But people are going to start taking a look at the idea of creating that basement apartment. You know, the one thing I've always made sure that everybody knows, I'm a big, big fan of making sure you're running by the rules when we talk about basement apartments. Make sure they're safe. Make sure they, they, they have their egress points. You know what? You definitely don't want to be responsible for something happening, you know, to somebody that's going to be a tenant of yours. But ultimately, in the end... You know, inventory, yeah, we could do, you know, 10,000 basement apartments. That's just going to be a small, small fix in a much greater void of, you know, real estate. And I know there's so many people that sit there and say, Todd, you know, you're just, you know, you're a realtor, you're an investor, you're this, you're that. Well, no, I'm a realist, okay? Here's the fact. Use the numbers, okay? You add 250,000 people into the GTA, where are they going to live? Okay, you're going to squeeze them into basement apartments? Great. You have 10,000 basement apartments that get added. You're still going to be short. So why is it that we keep, you know, A, immigrating people, which is great. We need the workforce. There's no question. But I, I, in the end, where, where's the balancing act? It's not going to happen. Okay, we're just not going to get in balance the way it's being run right now. I almost want to turn around and tell the province, turn it over to the private entities, let them make some money. There's nothing wrong with businesses that make money because they're employing people. So let some of the companies make some money, but let them turn around and deliver the product. I can tell you, you take any one of these major builders, and I give a shout out to them because they, they've got the manpower, they got the systems in place, and they could turn you know properties over a lot quicker than if we are focused on the government way of doing things. And so again, at the end of the day, we have to take a look at how many houses were added this year. So, you know, when we do our final show of the year for 2022, we're going to have that number, roughly how many houses were built in the GTA, in Ontario, in Canada, and how many new people, you know, came into the country. So 
Again, that number is going to be skewed, and I think it's going to be pretty staggering. So again, you know, my biggest thing is inventory, 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 inventory. You all want prices to come down, and they have. Look, you can take a look at the, the headlines, and you know, some of them are BS, and some of them are real. There has been some adjustments. Stop using the, the last day of February as your measuring tape. Focus on, you know, call it January, December, you know, this time last year, November, you know, take a look at those dates and you can see, yes, there has been adjustment. Um, the market was hot. You know, everybody was just kind of going ballistic with interest rates. You know, they were so low, free money. Everybody was jumping into the market. Yes. But what are we going to be looking at now? What are my predictions for 2023? Well, as we know, Bank of Canada is you know, floating the idea of maybe throwing another quarter point. U.S. Fed said that they're going to slow down on their increases. So are we going to finally you know, tap out on the interest rate increases? Potentially. So then what's going to happen? Well, it's going to take everybody a little while to kind of lick their wounds. And then they're going to turn around and say, listen, you know what? I've sat around long enough. I need to buy a house. We need to go to a bigger home. You know, there's a lot of activity that's going to happen. And quite frankly, I think that we're going to turn around and actually see the market move more numerically as far as volume than, let's say, pricing. But next year, I think the number will be a slightly higher than it was in 2022. So where and what should should you be doing? Well, first and foremost, if you do not have to move, don't. Okay. Take a look at your financing. Got to be careful with these lenders right now. I'll tell you, they're, they're a real skittish bunch right now. And, you know, I think that, you know, if we keep giving the top three, you know, all the business, they're going to continue in, and play puppet master to us. So again, take a look at, you know, some of your credit unions. Take a look at some of the B lenders. Uh, you know, lots of opportunity out there. Take a look at the, the people that are going to value your business. And if they do, then that's maybe an avenue you you go towards keep your keep your commitments a little bit short right now uh you know i'm going to get dave butler uh in in a couple minutes we're going to talk about that but you know i've always taken a look at marketplaces and because we could have a turning point sometime next year you know if you're hopping into a six uh, or a six month or a one-year mortgage term probably the right thing to do you know just so we can kind of weigh out what's going on you could hang around in the variable uh, a little bit longer if you want if you can't get a fixed rate mortgage within that same number and keeping in mind that you will have to pivot at some point I don't think these uh, these interest rates are going to stay where they are. I also don't believe that the market's going to be soft for much longer. I think that people are going to finally, you know, kick kick back in. They've felt, you know, nine months of a market that just isn't what they were used to. So, you know what, this is one of the things we're going to see the, the world economy, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, seesaw battling going on, but I believe here in Canada, real estate is still going to be one of the soundest places to be. But as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm very, very excited about my new seminar coming um, uh, in Thursday, uh, February the 2nd at 7 p.m. And I call it the First Responder Real Estate Investment Seminar Webinar. I'm so excited about this. I think that uh, you know us taking care of the people that have been taking care of us is very, very important. And what happens uh, now is that people will have the ability to buy investment real estate with only 10% down with our program on this newest release that I'm going to be announcing that night. Uh, can't, you won't find out about it until February the 2nd, but it's a very special release that I've got. 
and I'm so excited about it. And to register, go to thesimpleinvestor.com. And don't forget, if you uh, if you are ever not going to be able to make the show, you can catch me on Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, SoundCloud. Of course, you can follow me on Instagram. It's the Simple Investor One. And when I come back, it's the start of the Real Estate Talk Triangle. And I've got Dave Butler and I've got Tim Serianos joining me. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back. As I mentioned just before the break, guess what this time of month is? You got it. It's the Real Estate Talk Triangle. And my panelists joining me in studio, I've got Tim Sirianos. He is the broker owner of Remax Ultimate, former president of the Toronto Real Estate Board. And he's also a former director at the Canadian Real Estate Association. And via, via technology, we've got Dave Butler joining us from the islands. And Dave is the owner of BM Select. And guys, welcome back to the Triangle. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having us. So Dave, what's it Except like to I am in Aruba? <laughs> You're in Aruba. Look at that. Okay. So yeah, you know, there's this this empty space here at at the table. So Tim and I are just, you know, kind of make believing that you're here. And uh, but you're kind of blending <laughs> into the background, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I wish I could be there, boys. Honest to God. It's been the fun the last couple of times we've been in there, it's been a great time. So so, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to get started and I'll make it a little bit easier for you, Dave. I'm going to start with you. Of course, you know, U.S. Fed, they've just announced this past week that they think they're going to make the incremental increases a little bit smaller and they could be coming to the end. Can you tell us what's going on with the, uh, the U.S. interest rates? Yeah, well, it, it looks like, again, I mean, we've been talking about this the last couple, you know, shows that, you know, we look like we're rounding out near the top. Uh, U.S. Fed is giving us some signals that we may not uh, be looking at some major, major hikes. But more importantly, I, I'm really looking at the difference now between Canada and U.S. Uh, traditionally, Canada is kind of the, the, the tail behind the dog, as you would say. But, um, you know, we are hearing a lot of different rumors behind the scenes. I've been talking to a lot of different bank people, economists. They're really thinking that Canada is going to slow down the increases. Uh, there's talk of a 25 basis point increase coming in December, which would uh, be really a, a full circle uh, in terms of what we saw previously with 1% and 0.75s and even 0.5s. So we will see. But what I will say is even more important is something we've talked on the show a lot the bond yields. Canadian bond yields, especially the five-year and the 10-year, look to possibly be rolling over as per the technical charts. Um, that does tell me that some institutional money is betting on Canada slowing down and possibly even stopping the raises, which is obviously really what we want to see. But again, the bond yields is where my head is at, and uh, it's looking good, or at least I want to say it's looking in the direction that we would want it to go in. You know, um, Tim, Dave does make a good point. Obviously, we are looking at the fixed rate mortgages potentially being a little better, uh, you know, go-to avenue. You know, when you talk to your, to your clients, you talk to your realtors, you know, for many, many years, everybody's been going to that variable rate mortgage. Obviously, now people want to know what's exactly happening. Um, are, are you and your, your, your team keeping an eye on this kind of stuff? All the time. I mean, this is the kind of information that's, uh, you know, very important. And that's what the consumer thirsts for. They thirst, you know, to get this kind of detail of, of what will be anticipated, right? But let's not forget that um, the Bank of Canada has always said they don't want to overshoot, but yet they've shot pretty good, right? And when it comes to interest rate increases, and then they demonstrated last time that they went up by half a percent and uh, that this may be the feeling of it leveling off. 
And the markets are actually responding to that on the street right now. We're actually watching uh, prices hold steady. Uh, we have not seen a dramatic increase in supply. Um, we've actually seen a incremental increase in some prices in certain you know neighborhoods already, believe it or not. So as I said last time, I'll say it again, this is a very micro market environment right now, not a macro market. Every neighborhood is different. Uh, every segment of the industry is very different. A condo, a semi, um, a detached home, they're all you know reacting differently. But even people who are looking at um, the interest rates, uh, we're not getting the sense a lot of people wanna lock in now. They're, they're thinking to themselves, well, okay, I've ridden it out this far, uh, let's let's see what what happens next two to three months, and uh, as as you know yourself and Dave would would agree, it, I think you would agree anyway. Is that um, you can't in, increase an interest rate and get a reaction to um, the the inflation rate immediately. It's a lagger. It takes time, right? It would take one, two, three months before we see that these interest rates have actually increasing interest rates have actually made a difference. And, uh, you know, the conversation you're having right now about maybe a quarter point uh, and not a half point is just that example right now that they want to see more before they actually increase more. Yeah. You know, uh, Dave, Tim makes a great point when we talk about interest rates. And one of the things that, um, you know, you and I've had discussions, uh, you know, in the, in the past about is what should somebody be taking? And are we seeing, you know, a fixed one year or fixed two year being kind of the hot commodity right now based on the fact that, hey, interest rates, if they finally flatten, flatten out, you know, is there potential down the road for them to actually retract? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. We, we, we were beating our chest for quite a while there in the summer and the late summer that, you know, taking a five-year fixed and panicking was the wrong move, uh, at least in our opinion. You know, the one-year fixed became a hot, a hot product, uh, which it never really was. It was always, you know, a specialty product. People were using it when they had something going on in their lives that, you know, predicated them to take something like that. But, you know, we really saw a big push to the short term because I think – most Canadians didn't believe the Bank of Canada, you know, and, and I think that kind of makes sense. The Bank of Canada has unfortunately given us some false information before and all this talk of, you know, they're going to keep ramping up rates and everything else. It really did feel quite political. And uh, yeah, certainly the one year was the big, big mover recently. Uh, and this is kind of the big talk in our industry. There is now this new six month uh, rate that's been out there. Um, it came out, I think, through CIBC or Simply, um, and it was it's an interesting product. It's a it's a nice lower rate, but it's again for six months, and there's some some very interesting caveats attached to it. Um, you know, in terms of renewal fees and stuff like this, which is actually interesting and new. But I would say that most people really should be focusing again on on the one year and getting themselves in a position where they have flexibility. You know, and that's I think you know if we go back to all the shows, it's, I'm going to be you know it's going to be boring to hear me say it. Flexibility, flexibility. That's what you <laughs> want in a time like this. You want you want that chance to be able to nail the rates a little lower than what they've been at for a while. Yeah. And, you know, Tim, Dave does make a good point. You know, the idea of a, a one-year mortgage, and as he said, even a six-month, I mean, it'll allow people to still get into the market, know exactly what they're doing for a short term, you know, and potentially not looking at any major increases in the near future. And that's exactly what people are actually reacting to right now. They're feeling that the rates are uh, hitting that environment, that plateau space. You know, maybe we have one or two more increases, maybe not uh, as significant as they've had been in the past. And we're actually watching a lot of uh, buyers shopping even more so, right? And they're starting to get their footing 
after every announcement, whether it's a government intervention, whether it's an, a policy change, whether they introduced you know, the stress test the way they did before, there always needs to be some time for people to really analyze how they fit in all this and have some confidence, have some confidence that they can actually move ahead you know, with their decision process. And every report that we're seeing through the, you know, the, all the reports that, we, that are being uh, looked at through, you know, whether it's TREB or whether it's through ARIA or CREA, all the organized real estate, they're, they're constantly doing these surveys on consumers. And overwhelmingly, we're, we're seeing and hearing that people are starting to look at real estate again. They do want to make a move. You know, people are going to get married or divorced or have children or get relocated or get a job. These things are all going to continue to happen. Now they're feeling a little bit more confident in the future, maybe three, six months out that, okay, let's start, you know, dipping our toes in here again. Like we, we see what's, what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and, and Dave, one of the things I think that we can be mindful of is that it's really hard for people to sit on their hands for any lengthy period of time. Mm -hmm. You know, real estate is kind of a drug for some and people, you know, do want to buy. Well, case in point is what we saw this past February and even obviously December, January. I mean, when you say it's a drug, look what we had happen. We had people literally lining up wanting to overbid on properties because they felt they couldn't get in and they felt they may not get their drug. Um, so it really made them kind of go to a whole different, uh, you know, mindset, I feel like, you know, and, and certainly not the mindset you want to be in when you're talking about making big financial decisions. So um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's funny because when you think of it as a drug, look, we haven't, the drug hasn't been around very much the last couple months. And so now with a little bit of, of, of just kind of positive momentum, you know, we are, we are, we are seeing possibly some changes on the horizon. Yeah. Um, so guys, we're going to go to a quick break as we normally do. And uh, folks, uh, I've got Tim Sirianos. He's the broker owner of Remax Ultimate on the panel today. And I've got Dave Butler via, via technology hanging in Aruba. So a little bit jealous here, but uh, when we come back, we've got more. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back. So this is what we call our real estate talk triangle. And uh, just before the break, we had Dave Butler from BM Select. Tim Sirianos here. He is from Remax Ultimate. And uh, gentlemen, you know, great conversation just to get going on. Obviously, interest rates. Um, Tim, I saw you, you. You wanted to jump in on on the fray when we we're talking about the drug addiction of of real estate, and uh, we had to close out just to go to a quick break. So, what's your take? Well, my take is that. This is just another example why we have to be careful what we're reading and what we're listening to, right? Um, a lot of the, the herd mentality that I call it more than the drug, I call it herd mentality, right? Herd mentality is all about buying because, you know, my neighbor bought or, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that it's the right thing to do. And herd mentality is I shouldn't buy because <laughs> interest rates are higher. But I learned from a very young age, one of the biggest lessons I ever got uh, was when times are good, you save, and when times are bad, you invest, right? And you have to realize that things are not as bad as, you know, as people are making it out to be. Uh, but at the same time, I do believe that, you know, this is a window of opportunity for people who are, I was, I was going to say this earlier, the spread between a condo and a semi-detached home is now a little greater. And if you're looking at moving up, you know, this is uh, it's not when I say greater, I mean, it it's, makes more sense, right? For you to make it happen. Uh, condos were not as high, uh, were much higher before, sorry, and now a little bit less. 
those prices now are, are more attainable as well. So if you're looking at a move up opportunity and you fit within the current stress test, um, you know, we still have the stress test. Sure. And um, this may be the, the window opportunity for many people to jump in and, you know, educate themselves before jumping in, evaluate the market and maybe make the move that they've wanted to make without that pressure. Yeah. You know, Dave, Tim does make a good point um, when we talk about, you know, in, in certain times you then become uh, more of an investor. Um, you know, that's right up your alley at BM Select. I know uh, you work with lots of investors. Are you seeing a little bit more coming into the market right now? Well, it's funny. We've, we've, we noticed, we, we looked back at all our stats and we were comparing to last year. And one of the things we actually noticed the most was that as far as percentage wise, we had way more investors contacting us in the summer when things were very down and in the late, you know, the late summer there when things were very, very, you know, off. We weren't getting contacted by a lot of first time buyers. They were eating the fear up pretty good, but we had investors coming to us not to buy, but they wanted to look at, have us look at their portfolio and start to get them ready for when the market starts to turn. This became a, a theme and we started obviously reaching out to a lot of our investors and it really became something where I could sit here and say right now, we have never had more pre-approvals for investors ready to go and teed up. But obviously the market is is, is got to play its, its part too. And that's what we're waiting for. And I think that's the best part about investing in real estate is that, you know, it's not an emotional decision. You know, you know we all know someone loses their job, has to go get a new one, has to move. That's There's emotions tied to that. They're having, you know, and they're being forced to. This is with investors, we're seeing some smart, smart, keen decision-making, which I think is, is certainly prudent. And, you know, to even go back to Tim's point, you know, when, when times are bad, you save. When times, or sorry, when times are bad, you invest. When times are good, you save. You know, look at what just happened this week. We had uh, a very, very big institutional investor purchase the biggest B lender in Canada. Well, if times are so bad, why, are, why is a very, very smart person and people going and buying the biggest B lender can for $1.7 billion. They paid a 63% premium to the stock price. That doesn't tell me that someone's thinking there's bad things to come. That tells me someone is betting on good things to come in our market. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, and speaking of lenders, Dave, I thought I'd ask you is the fact that, you know, there are some of the lenders that are getting, I, I would say a little bit nervous, you know, like the idea of the long tail cat in a room full of rocking chairs, you know, some of them are making it a little bit harder. You know, Tim and I had a kind of off mic discussion about this a little bit earlier. How, you know, it seems like some of these lenders, though, are, are pushing people to you know, to their limits, they want to, they're really covering their butts, right? And are you finding that more in the industry right now than ever before? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it started in the spring and it's continued on. Um, and, you know, what's funny, it's, we're starting to see though, in a weird way, some of the lenders, which we think are the savvy ones, starting to, let's say, lighten up a little bit. And I certainly don't want to make it seem like it's getting much easier, but we're seeing well, the ones that I think are not necessarily... Um, super savvy, or maybe, you know, they're kind of like some of these monoline lenders going in the opposite direction, making it harder. So, you know, like in everything, and I'm sure Tim and yourself will agree with cycles, you know, when you're nearing tops and bottoms of cycles, you really start to see some volatility in the way that some of the players react. Some are going to be bullish, some are going to be bearish, and that's usually the height of both. And it becomes, you know, you get to a, a sticking point where it starts to blow one way and, and then we start to get our trend. So we'll see what happens, but it's uh, certainly I can echo your thoughts on that.
Yeah. So, you know, Tim, you're, you're living and breathing it, of course, as a business owner, you know, you have lots of real estate holdings, you have your business, you know, you've got 250 agents working for you, but yet you still see the obstacles, even not just for, not just for your clients, but for yourself as a business owner, looking at it, you know, you have, you know, huge amounts of equity and yet you're still getting pushed by these lenders to turn around and, 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 you know, expect brand new appraisals and, and, and you know, it's literally they want your, your one arm at least and maybe the other one too well they've always wanted the one arm and now they're asking for your kids right so to sign off too sometimes it's really interesting um look i've seen i've experienced it personally on a personal level having a relationship with a financial institution for over you know 20 plus years and you know loan to debt ratio being literally insignificant like we'll just say 10 percent of loan to value and yet asking you for appraisals of a property and, and you're scratching your head and you're wondering, okay, you just came out of university or you just came out of school and you're, and you're putting me into a box. What happened to relationships? Like what happened to looking at the, um, the deposits you've made? And I don't, I'm not talking about financial deposits. I'm talking about, um, your past history working together. Uh, and, and, that, and we're seeing that spill over, uh, into the actual resale market, you know, in many ways right now, we're at that point where things are starting to turn in a positive way. Uh, but I, but I will share, as I shared with you, you know, before we came on that we are watching, you know, properties that are 100% ready, you know, in pristine condition, needing nothing flying off the shelf, even in multiples in this market, in this market, but yet because of the, the, the more difficulty in borrowing, you know, and because they're asking for so much more, we're watching homes that need anything at all. A buyer will not look at that property because they can't get now the financing to renovate it, right? Yeah. So they'll, they'll be qualified to buy the house, but they won't be qualified to actually renovate the house in any shape, you know, in any way. So that's kind of where we're at a little bit in that kind of tug of war, uh, you know, push and pull uh, environment right now. But again, uh, we do believe that that will change as we go into the spring of 2023. We'll start to see uh, what I, I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from Dave's, you know, comments, but I do believe that we will see some fixed rate wars, you know, trying to get people to, the banks will say, oh my God, I have shareholders to report to yep. and I got to get some money flowing out of my door. Yeah, that's when, and Dave, you know, uh, Tim makes a great point because you and I have this discussion and it's like, who's going to flinch first? Right, like that's that's yeah. But I'm an elephant, thing. right? I remember. Like I'm, I'm gonna be like, hey, now you want to you want to lend, but wait a minute. When I was looking at you three months ago, you know what's going on? Like it's a whole different environment, right? Yeah, so, so Dave, I think I think you know Tim might feel that you know some of these lenders are burning some bridges. They're really not <laughs> treating their clients very well. What's your take on it? Yeah, well, it's it's as I was listening to Tim, I'm just sitting there going, yeah, it's funny. It's like you know how many clients have I spoke to recently that you know, are going through not the greatest of times. And, you know, they're, they're saying, Hey, what about my relationship with the lender? And, you know, this, the sad part about it is, and maybe it's just this new era, but you know, we don't, we don't get that part of the relationship anymore. They're not looking, you know, at your past, which, which is to me, it's, it's, you know, it kind of sucks because that's, that's what banking used to be. You know, I, I remember the times where, you know, this was, this was something where your relationship and your past with the bank did matter. Now it's just, what's your credit score? What's your debt service ratio? And if it doesn't work in our box, get out of here. And there seems to be no exceptions made and which is sad. I mean, uh, hopefully, hopefully maybe this, this downside to the banks may make them open up, but sadly I feel like capitalism will just kind of continue on in it's, in it's merry way. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's one of those things that, you know, when, when you take a look at the business and, you know, Tim and I've been, you know, in real estate for over 30 years. And so that's, Mm -hmm. you know, I do remember a lot of the relationships that were built up with lenders and, and now it just seems like it's more of a turnstile approach, but, um, as usual, we've got to go to a quick break, but folks will have more with Tim Sirianos, broker owner of Remax Ultimate and a butler from BM Select and, uh, stay with us. We'll be right back after this. And welcome back. So it's amazing how quick this show goes by, especially when I have the Real Estate Talk Triangle panelists with me. I've got Tim Sirianos here in studio with me, and uh, he is the owner of Remax Ultimate. And uh, he's also uh, a former president of the Toronto Real Estate Board and a former director at the Canadian Real Estate Association. And via technology, we've got Dave Butler joining us from Aruba, but he's also from BM Select. So, uh, so far, guys, fun conversation and uh you know lots going on though i do uh, i do want to uh, touch on something and tim you know you had mentioned that right now there's some activity that's going on even even in the right neighborhood you've got some multiple offers but you know of course the headlines are saying that you know toronto real estate's down three hundred thousand dollars since the peak I really hate that measuring tape. You know, you and I talk about this all the time. We, we, you know, year over year is a much better way to measure numbers. But of course, everybody wants to talk about February, that last day of February where everybody was able just to get the ultimate squeeze the lemon. There's nothing left, not even the rind, you know. And so, you know, it, it, it's a tough, it's a tough nut to go against when, you know, uh, your staff, yourself, when you're talking about uh, real estate, everybody's comparing it to that number. It's really hard when people just see the headlines. And even if you look at the headlines and you you know read the actual article, the article is usually a lot more positive than the actual headline, right? So, you know, there's no question that, you know, we had a peak in 2022 and, you know, uh, nobody could have planned to have interest rates, you know, at this accelerated this rate that they have. Um, but at, at the same time, you know, the prices have adjusted because of the lending costs and not because of unemployment, not because of other, you know, uh, things happening in, in the marketplace that would, you know, create values like more supply. We're still at record supplies. Here we are. We have values decrease because of increased interest rates and we have nothing for somebody to buy. Yeah. <laughs> like it is a, a different kind of storm if you really think of it. And then I want to just add one more thing. If you have this lack of supply that's before I go on has inched up slightly, but not enough, uh, to, to make any impact on values. But if you have this environment where supply is this tight, and then you have, whether they're builders, developers, people who do infill housing, you know, they buy a home, they renovate it and they put it back in the market again. If the cost of borrowing is adding to the resale value, because that's what it's going to do. It's going to add to the resale value. If the development charges from the city of Toronto and area do not decrease, how will values decrease? All we're going to have right now for a period of time, and I think six to eight months, is we're going to have developers shelve their projects. They're going to put them on the shelf. They're going to wait, and it's not going to add to any type of further price decreases. If the interest rate increases again next month, which it probably will, we might see a little, a little bit of an adjustment. So insignificant that it's like, did, it, did something just happen? You know, like, like that. But as we start moving forward, if we don't continue to look at making it more affordable for these people to build and bring these projects back to the market, 
we're going to be in the same scenario in a year from now. We'll be sitting together and, a, and, and, and three of us will be sitting here and saying, see, here it is again, right? So um, that's what we're seeing right now. People are shelving. They're kind of pushing their developments out into the new year. How long into the new year? We don't know, but that's going to uh, put significant strain on supply and value. Yeah. And Dave, you know, Tim makes a, a really good point with that because, you know, and I know from your business model, you do work with a lot of investors. So they'd be the ones buying some of the brand new condos, you know, uh, for, for future rentals. And right now with the, with a bunch of builders basically saying, Hey, look at, we're, we're not going to move forward. It's costing us too much money to carry all of this. We'll wait it out. You know, we don't want to be incurring the, the construction costs. They already own the property already. Like the majority of these, these developers, they've owned the land for a long time or their partner has, and they just don't want to incur those huge construction costs and, and start slapping a whole lot more interest on it. But Dave, in your, in your field, are you seeing some of these, you know, uh, new condo buyers kind of choking a little? Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it, what we've actually seen on my side is our investors running from those types of projects. Um, and I don't mean the ones that have already bought them. I mean, you know, no one's really looking at those anymore. If anything, what I'm finding is I'm finding investors are looking for the stuff that Tim's talking about that's not selling. And it's funny because, you know, Tim's totally correct. The stuff that's done and it's beautiful and it's turnkey, it's going to fly up. So there's going to be a lot of buyers for that. I'm finding a small group of investors that are actually loving the fact that there's the stuff that's not ready to go. It needs some work. And they're now jumping in because instead of waiting for a development or a project to finally get completed, they're saying, screw it. I'll do my own. I'll just buy a place. I'm going to renovate it. And not only that, with the new rules going out of three up to three doors i'm seeing we the amount of inquiries we receive about people wanting to get into stuff where they can then access funds to renovate and turn into multi-unit in the last month has been insane yeah tim it's uh i'm smiling here dave because uh you've you've hit something that you know brought to mind something to share as well is some of these people who are buying uh who want to jump in the market and buy these homes to renovate you know what they're doing they're renting them they're buying them and renting them for a year and they're going to wait until the market comes back yeah. where it makes it more feasible and affordable for them to do what they need to do and, and as well. And I'm not sure if you're seeing that, but we've seen that with people who are, and again, you know, we use the word investor many times on this show and some people have such a negative connotation towards investor. I mean, these are people who are, I have, take that personally, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you know what I mean? Like people, they, 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 they translate it in, in a way that's not in my humble opinion, correct. And you should take it personally. Yeah. Um, you know, we're talking about, you know, these people who are coming in and they're improving neighborhoods, right? Mm -hmm. They're actually taking something which has end of life and they're, you know, re-injecting, you know, something fresh and you, you, you drive up and down streets. Sometimes you see these beautiful, nice homes all along these homes. And then you see the old, you know, decrepit ones that have been there since 1950. And you're saying, man, I wish they'd buy, buy that one also. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a need for those people to come in and buy. Right. And, and, but what they're doing is they're renting them. Going back to the, the, the moral of my point is they're renting them until the market comes back. Yeah. So Dave, final point for, for this, uh, this week's talk triangle. 
This week, it's all about the bond yields. I know I say it a lot and everybody laughs at me because I'm a bit of a bond and a mortgage rate geek, but the reality is this. This is, I think we've got some good news. I mean, we are hitting uh, a three-month low as far as the bond yields go. Again, that's what's tied to the fixed rates. That's what we believe is going to be the first mover, the canary in the coal mine, as they say. And uh, yeah, that's been the number one. As I've been here in Aruba, the only thing I keep doing is refreshing my trading view chart and making sure that those bond yields are going in the direction that we want to see them. Okay, and Tim? I just want to share that in the last, last uh, show we were together, which was a great show, we talked about the stress test and the need to reevaluate it. And I'm going to say that even though I said that and I want it to be reevaluated, the reality is that they won't, won't do anything until inflation numbers come back down. Because the whole idea of interest rates going up is to stop people from spending. And the last thing that the, the government's going to do is adjust the stress test too early. I, I, I think they're going to do it. Nobody's talking about this. I believe they're going to do it. If they don't do it, it means interest rates are going to go higher, which they're not, right? So they are going to do it, but they're not going to do it now. So if you're holding tight, waiting for the stress test to actually be eliminated before hopping in the market, I believe it's a big mistake. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you once again for joining me for for this you know episode of uh, the Real Estate Talk Triangle. As usual, uh, Tim Sirianos, broker owner of Remax Ultimate, and uh, Dave Butler, he is the broker owner of BM Select. And hey, by the way, don't forget, mark your calendar. And this is something that we're really excited about. It's called the First Responder Real Estate Investment Seminar and Webinar. And this is where we're putting together a program where first responders can buy an investment uh, property with only 10% down. That's right. And it's going to be coming to you Thursday, February the 2nd at 7 p.m. You can go to thesimpleinvestor.com to register. I'm really excited about this. You know what? First responders, we owe them a lot. And so here at The Simple Investor, to support them, um, we've decided to open up a program for first responders so they can actually protect their financial future with only 10 10% down when buying investment real estate. So really excited about introducing this program. That is, again, February the 2nd. That's Thursday at 7 p.m. You can join us here in-house for our seminar, or you can uh, log into the webinar. So that's a wrap for this week. And again, once again, I just definitely want to thank my my, my panel here. I, I, I can't tell you how happy I am to be part of it with, with Tim and Dave every single month. And on top of that, I do want to thank uh, Ian and Omar. Omar are here in studio with me and Ian always making sure that he keeps it simple for me every single week. Most importantly, I want to thank you for tuning in and making us the number one real estate talk show. And I will be back next Sunday as usual at noon. I'm your host, Todd C. Slater. You've been listening to Simply Real Estate right here on News Talk 1010 Toronto.